Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. TPV Radio, Central Texas. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 in this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded. At 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Monday, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m., and Motobar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice Presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPV Radio Open Mic, open to all pastors preachers and artists and we're going to get it in to be announced you can also catch us on live 365 24 7 just search the thomas voice radio network and you're in there walk with us family let's go at javina distributing we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Michelle's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and 
body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Brother Don Present with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Radio. It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. What's good, radio family? Yeah, this is Brother Don, and this is Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer. We're just Glad to be back with you one more time and be with the Lord with you one more time. Well, family, today I'm going to, Pastor Gene's not going to be with us, so I'm I'm flying a little solo here. But I got a treat for you today, family. I've got an awesome treat later on in the show. Um, I really know you're going to be blessed. I know I was with this gentleman, so he's going to come on and share some things. Um about some critical things that we need in our lives. I don't want to get too far ahead because I don't want to step on his message or what he's going to say. So I'm just saying get ready, strap in, get get ready because it's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome time. You know, family, this has been been a heck of a year, a heck of a year. 2020 has laid out some things that nobody would have even thought about last year this time. I know I would. I mean, it's been just a really, really trying time. And, you know, I went before the Lord the other day, and I'm like, Lord, you know, we cover sovereignty, we cover repentance, we cover complacency. You know, I don't, I'm not sure where else you want me to go. But I just want you to just take a minute, family, and stop and just think. This year has probably been one of the greatest attacks that I've ever experienced or seen in my lifetime. I think everybody, young, old, uh, the uh, churched, unchurched, everybody's faith has been attacked. 
And that's where our next series is going to go. It's going to be the attack on our faith and the things that we can do. Because, see, what it looks to do is when there's an attack on your faith, and I believe Pastor Newton had ministered to the minister something on this a while ago about it looks to bring on that spirit of heaviness and despair. And I please, family, if you get an opportunity, go back on the website and listen to that because that's going to be going to tie right in that, and we're going to give you some keys and things to to get that hope interjected back in you. Amen. But before I get too far ahead, I want to. I want to give my shout-out. i got to give my shout-out. First and foremost, i got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because really, family, without him, truly, I am nothing. You know, it's because of him all of this is possible. TCG Ministries is possible. Brother Don Presents is possible. All the other shows here on the ministry team, because of him, is possible. So I got to give him a shout out because you know he doesn't he doesn't qualify us like everybody else. You know he looked at our hearts, and even though if you think that you're unworthy, he counts you blessed. Amen. And I want to give a shout out to my amazing, wonderful wife for all that she does. Family, you know she's just been a rock, my inspiration. You know here, my sounding board. She's the one that keeps me on the straight and narrow and makes sure that everything is. Is going accordingly. So I got to give her a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my children. You know, they uh, they have been such a blessing to me in this season of my life. Just experiencing all from the youngest to the oldest. Uh, I'll give a shout out to the grandkids. Yeah, family, grandkids. They have been such a awesome blessing as well. I want to give a shout-out to TPV Ministries and all that they do. You know, I can't say enough about what God is doing in that ministry. Um, you know, when I came on a year or so ago, you know, we're just a couple people with a with a vision following, being obedient to the Lord, and just to see God where he's taking it today is just really, really awesome. And... Pastor Chips, First Lady Nisi, they do an awesome job. They, they welcome, you know, Brother Don and Pastor Gene in with loving arms. And, you know, I, we're family. You know, we're, we're a ministry team. Don't get me wrong. We, we we all about our father's business. But other than that, we are family. I love them guys. I love all the ministers here. We, we're just one big family. And that is possible because of Pastor Chris and First Lady Nisi. Given that tone that this is family, and it's, you know, ministry doesn't have to be. I mean, we bought our business. Don't get me wrong, we bought our father's business, but it doesn't have to be all dogmatic. You know, we 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 can generally enjoy each other in fellowship and in conversation. So I got to give them a, a shout out. I want to give a shout out to uh, you, family, because you know you are being the ones that have been supporting and bringing us along, you know, as we've been ministering the word of God. You are the ear that God has ministering to now, and you hear week after week, day after day, supporting this ministry. And and I got to give you a shout-out. We're just thankful for what you're doing and thankful for, you know, just being there, you know, because there's certain honors that we were nominated for, and it was all because of you listening, family, tuning in. 
taking this time to hear what the Lord says from us that has really been a blessing to each and every one of us. And I'm sure I can speak for each and every one that's on the ministry team that you have been a blessing to us. And we love you and we thank you. And I've got to give you that that shout-out. And my big sister, i got to give her a shout-out, although she isn't here today. I just thank God for her and what she's done and how she's come along and, and, and ministered with me, co-labored with me. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from her family. She is just really, really remarkable and amazing. So I just thank God for her. Amen. Well, family, I got all those out the way. Um, you know, I just want to kind of touch some bases here before we bring our guests on. Um you know, because we, we started out this year covering on the sovereignty of God and understanding how important it is, you know, just some real foundational things that, you know, I won't say have to be reinstituted because, you know, along the lines we've heard these things, but sometimes things have to be reinforced. You have to go back over it to really understand and get and get, you know, that stuff back up because we'll cover it up with, so much superficial stuff that it gets kind of buried deep inside and some of the things that, that, you know, should be foundational and prevalent, you know, they're kind of in the back of the closet, so to speak, covered up by everything. So we took some time with that, the psalmody. My my sister brought out some great, great points. Uh, The Holy Spirit had really ministered to us about the psalmody of God. And, you know, at the end of the day, the controller of this universe, this earth, and everything within it loves you so much. He loves you so much. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, um, everywhere, and he loves us. And he designed everything with us in mind. And him being sovereign, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, he's always going to be God and he's always going to love you. And that is the beauty about his sovereignty. It's unchanging. You don't have to really qualify for some things. All you got to do is be yielding and all you got to do is be accepting. And he will pour his love out to you. And that message really touched me in a lot of respects, family, in a lot of ways. That message has really just kind of hit a home run in my spirit on so many different levels. <clears throat> but I just wanted to go back over real quick, uh, you know, just to kind of touch base, just to, you know, Get ready for this next series we're going to go into, you know, with repentance, you know, and how important repentance is, and repentance is a gift, and it's not this nasty, bad word that, uh, you know, people would lead you to believe, and it's something that we have to do continually. It's something that we have to constantly keep at the forefront of our walk is the fact that we need repentance. We need repentance. We need it. And then we moved on into complacency. And let me tell you something, family. That was probably one of the greatest lessons that I had an opportunity to walk through that I've ever experienced in my life. 
complacency, knowing how deep it is, knowing how detrimental it is, understanding how what God says about it was really, really something for me. So um, if you get an opportunity, family, go back to the website. Listen to some of these lessons that we put out here. I mean, I'm telling you, it is, oh, my goodness, God has just done so much within this ministry and the messages that he has given us that everything kind of ties together. So I admonish you to go back and, 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 and just really listen to it and take notes and write it down that, um, that, that you can um, get this down. And if you don't know where to go, uh, go to www.ttvradionetwork.com. Um, they are there, or www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash TPB radio. And you'll find the, the lessons there. You'll find it archived there. And, you know, not just Brother Don Presents, but all the ministry team, TPB Reloaded, uh, some of the other ones that's out there. You know, I'm drawing a blank now, but and, and just, just listen to it, and I think you will really, really, really be blessed. Amen. Well, let's get this started. Let me, let's, let's get into this because, you know, I was reading the other day, family, and I was studying, and the Lord had me in Isaiah 36. Isaiah 36. So if you got your Bibles, your smartphones, your tablets, computers, whatever you can um, pull up the Word of God, you know, we're going to be in Isaiah 36 today, and it's just really interesting some of the strategies that the enemy would look to destroy the people of God. Because you know, family, whether you want to realize it or not, we are at war. There is a war against your soul, whether you just want to lay down and let it happen, you just want to not really think about it, but there you are at war. There's an enemy to your soul. Why? Because you probably say, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. Well, too bad. Because the Bible says you were made in the image of God. And based on that alone, you have an enemy. And that enemy wants to take you out. And one of his key strategies of the enemy to take you out is to attack your faith. He wants to challenge the word of God that's in you. He constantly wants to come up against that word you're holding on. He constantly wants to come up against that truth that's in you to challenge you to make that truth look like it's not working, to make that truth, to have you doubt that truth, that he can start the bombardment of lies, he can start the bombardment of doubt and the questions to make you look to back up off that word, to get up off that word. And now once you get up off that word, now he's got you. The snares are in. <laughs> the snares are in. And you know, family, that is Part of the problem with the culture that we're living in today is we've allowed ourselves to be indoctrinated by so many lies 
that the culture has just actually kind of dwindled away. We have no more moral standards. We have no more moral compass. People say what they want, they do what they want, and they think it's okay, and if you speak out against it, now there's something wrong with you. But ain't that what the word says? It's coming the day when people will call evil good and good evil. And that's due to the eroding of the culture and society as we have it today. Now, I'm not that old, family. You know, I've I've had a few birthdays, but I'm not that old. But it wasn't very long ago that you didn't see the kind of narrative, you didn't see the kind of things in society that is open today, that's out there today. People had a little bit more moral respect for one another than what they do now. People had a lot more dignity. And I'm not talking 100 years ago. You know, I'm, I'm talking 15, 20 years ago. There was a whole different feel. There was a whole different spirit. There was a whole different level of faith that was inactive in the earth than it is today. And that is because, family, the faith has been attacked. Take this year. Just take 2020. We ain't even got to go back 15 years ago. Just take January 1st, 2020. And it seems like from that point moving forward, our faith has been attacked on every level to the point where the church is silent. To the point where the enemy has put a gag on the church. And if you don't believe me, just look around, family. Just look around. And then now we get bombarded with the lies. We get bombarded with, with, with the, the rhetoric. We get bombarded with the propaganda. And once those snares are allowed to take, to grab hold, once those snares are allowed to, 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 to confine us, then the truth that we hold on to starts to get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer if you're not careful. But there's hope, family, and that's what we're going to talk about. There's hope in the risen Christ for the whole purpose of him giving his life as a sacrifice for you that we can come out of these snares and we don't have to fall to the lie. Now, if you've got your Bibles open, I'm not going to be too long because I want to give enough time for our, our guest today uh, to get on. But I just wanted to kind of open up here to let you know, family, where we're going. I always like to throw a little tidbit out there uh, in the water just to kind of keep you going and, 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 you know, just connect with your spirit that the Holy Spirit can connect with you on this teaching because I think it's really going to help you quite a bit, you know, because as I look around, you know, and I, I'm out here every day, family, and I, and I see a lot of people especially with the, uh, I'm not going to get into a whole lot, but especially with the election coming up here in a month or so, people are really losing hope. They they just think it's hopeless right now. They just think everything that's out there and the way things have transpired up to this point, 
you know, there's no point. They, they're almost to the point where they're giving up. But, no, you cannot give up. Jesus Christ is our Lord, and he is our king, and he is the one that's always sitting on the throne and controlling everything. And our job is through obedience to honor that in our faith. And that's what we're going to start talking about is, you know, how the enemy strategically would look to come to take that portion of your worship, to take that portion of your walk, your faith, and attack it to the point where he can get those snares in you and and he can control you. Amen? So we're going to go and be in the book of Isaiah. So let me, let me grab my Bible. I thought I had it here. Family, let me grab my Bible now. And I'm going to be in the 36th chapter. Isaiah 36th chapter. And I have to honestly say, just a side note, I've been studying out of the book of Isaiah. And it, you know, Isaiah is a remarkable study. It, it can get kind of top-heavy sometimes, but if you really just take your time and and just read and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you and just go back and read and take notes, you'll really be blessed by Isaiah. But um, we're in Isaiah 36, and what we see here, let, let me kind of set the stage here. Um, because, you know, we kind of constantly see um, a demoralizing attack on our faith. And in Isaiah 36, we see a good example of what I'm talking about. You know, now here we have Hezekiah. You know, he's the king of Judah. And I'm not going to, for the sake of time, I'm going to read through the whole chapter this time. Um, but I'm just kind of break it down, you know. And you can find this in verses 1 through 3. And, and this all takes place in about 700 B.C. Hezekiah is the king. Now, if you don't know much about Hezekiah, you can read about him in Second Kings and Second Chronicles. Hezekiah was a godly king. Hezekiah was the king that um, uh, the prophet uh, told him to get his life in order, and he turned to the wall and he cried out to God because God was going to take his life, and God ended up giving him 13 more years. So he is what we call a godly king in the word of God. So Hezekiah is king of Judah in this time. And what we see is, and I, forgive me, family, with these names. Um, these Old Testament names can be challenging sometimes. Sinasherib, he's the king of, of Syria. And, you know, all of these other countries, all these other countries surrounding Judah or Israel, they always, always, always looked to attack the people of God. They always came against the people of God. And more times than not, Israel was always victorious. So this king came to, uh, sent a man to Hezekiah in, in 36, um, one of his generals, um, Rabshika, and what he was trying to do was challenge Hezekiah in his thoughts and in his faith. 
And the thing about this family is the enemy will look to come all the time to challenge your faith. It's going to come by way of friends. It's going to come by way of family. It's going to come by way of media. It's going to come in some angle to challenge what you believe in. You know, even Job's wife challenged him in his faith. And we're going to touch on that later in this series, um, you know, about what he was holding on to. He was holding on to the goodness of God. But my point to this is, family, there's hope out there. Don't lose hope. That's just one of the keys and the strategies of the enemy to attack your faith, to cause you to lose hope. And I pray that once we get into this lesson that you will be steadfast and strong. Um, You know, God is just awesome, and he's ready to do a lot. So that's what we're going to be covering in the book of Isaiah 36. So go ahead and read it through um, and and just start taking notes because I think God is going to do a lot. I think he's going to do a lot. And bringing back that hope that we need that our faith can grow. Well, family, I hope you're you're ready. You're tied in. Um, we're going to take a short break, and I'm going to bring this guest on. Um, I'll I'll give the intro when he gets in. I don't want to uh, get too far ahead of myself, but an awesome young man, awesome young man, really has a a real strong voice for what God wants us to do in this season of our lives. And he really ministered to me. So um, just get ready. Put your seatbelts on because this thing is going to take off and we're going to get going. Amen. So after further ado here, we're going to take a short break, family. Don't go nowhere. Stay right where you are. And when we come back, we're going to kick this off. And uh, with, with my brother, Nathan Holcomb, and you are going to be blessed. Amen. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Radio. Question is When you're standing at a crossroads What do you do? When a fork is in the road, what do you do? When the world is on your shoulders, what do you do? When your back is up against the wall, what do you do?
When there's nowhere else to go Where do you turn? When there's nowhere else to turn Where do you look? When there's nowhere else to look What do you do? What's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. We need a, 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 we need a,
scared the climate changes The poor people in the cold But you keep preaching to their soul mm. We don't leave till everybody's free And we won't sleep till everybody eats Until lives matter More than ties matter The government keep lying to me Telling me that they're gonna set the people free But the power falls when you catch us on the knees Heaven please, we're in a state of emergency See, we need a Strong God Real strong, yeah We need a Real God Yeah, yeah The God with the resurrection power from the grave To take away the hate To heal the human race See, we need a We need a We need a We need a strong God
We have got to get this out to my family. We have got to share this with my family. So um, I'm going to bring him on board. He's, uh, he's, I'm going to, I'm going to let you give, I'm going to let him give you his bio. Um, but I want to bring on my brother, Nathan Holcomb. Nathan Holcomb, you have now have the mic. So. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for having me on today. Amen. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, like you said, we, we met up a couple of, uh, about two and a half years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed our, our uh, being able to get together and and talk about the Lord and, and what he's done for me and being able to, to help other people out with knowledge that I've gained from other people and other books and, and different things. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, family, I know there's a couple things that um, my brother had uh, wanted me to share, um, you know, because he is entering a financial ministry um, with this. Um, but it is, and I just want to start with this. We are not responsible for personal financial decisions made by you as a result of this broadcast. So, yeah, you know, there's some good things, that, some meat that you can get. And I'm telling you, it, it is really, really a good opportunity to glean on. But, you know, for the ministry, radio ministry purposes, you have to read that little disclaimer. Well, yes, sir. Brother Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me, uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, we work together and, and I know where you work and everything, but give me a little backdrop. Let me get to know you. Let the family get to know you. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I'm I'm from a small town in Alabama, and um, I grew up uh, just just south of Montgomery in a country town. And uh, we grew up really as every normal American, just almost dirt poor. Um, my dad was a plumbing electrician by trade, and uh, we grew up on a farm. And uh, and after uh, after growing up there, I went to the Navy for 21 years, and that's where I very first got my insight on finances. Um, Somebody in the Navy actually pulled me aside and said, listen, you're, you're messing up pretty bad. You know, you're going down roads that I see you going down and uh, financially, and, and I, I worry for you. And as a young man, a lot of people probably had told me in the past that I was going down this road, and, and I really didn't realize that I was and, and how, mm-hmm. I, how I was adversely affecting my future, and not only my future, but my future of generations. Amen. And, and so, so they pulled me aside and said, let me help you. And finally, at about the age of 30, I'd say 32 or 33, um, it, it clicked. And, uh, and I really started paying attention. And uh, so my wife will tell you that I, I read the Bible at a young age, uh, and I, I continue to read it. That's my favorite book by all times. So whenever I say this next statement, I don't mean besides the Bible. I, the Bible is my most definitely a favorite book my second favorite book is going to be the richest man in babylon and he gave me this book mm-hmm. and and i'll say the the title again it's the richest man in babylon and i hope everybody will go out and look it up or at least read it you know try to find it because that is the book that turned my entire educational side of money around wow yes sir wow and uh, yeah so uh so that's that's kind of the background, and then after uh, 
after I started really paying attention to it, uh, it, it hooked me, and I wanted to learn more and more and more. And so, uh, so I got involved in, uh, in financial education through uh, Dave Ramsey, which is a, a world-renowned name. Uh, a lot of people know who Dave Ramsey is. And, uh, and then after that, I went on to Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and he's a he's an advisor also of financial and how to grow wealth once you once you obtained wealth. Mm-hmm. Amen. For those that don't know Dave Ramsey, I was introduced and I was telling Brother Nathan this. I was introduced to Na- um, Dave Ramsey years ago. I want to say, oh my goodness, almost thirty plus years ago. Dave Ramsey was a unique individual. He was a multi-millionaire, multi-millionaire on Wall Street before the Wall Street crash, and he lost everything, everything. I mean, this man lost everything. But uh, in that time, you know, I'm not, and I'm, I'm kind of going on memory here. I don't know if it was in that time or the time before that he gave his heart to the Lord and the, he had a, just a divine plan to restructure his wealth. See, and, and family, let me let me just throw this in here. And me and brother uh, Nathan, and I'm sure he's going to discuss it, but I'm going to tell you what caught me in the conversation that we had. He said, man, think about it. God loves a cheerful giver, but if you ain't got much to give, how can you be cheerful? So we're not talking about that prosperity naming and claiming and stuff. We're talking about the basis of what God expects us to be as good stewards of what he has given us. And a lot of times if we look back at our financial situation, we weren't very good stewards. And I'm I'm the first I'm the first in line. As Pastor Chris said, I got the T shirt and the hat and maybe even the cup to go with it. <laughs> that I have been a good steward about the things when it comes to financially. So that's why I wanted to bring Brother Nathan on Nathan on to kinda give you some of that what uh He's giving me, uh, we're going to get his contact information after this. So if you have any questions that you would like to present, um, we can get it to him. And, and definitely we'll bring him back on at some point in time to kind of continue to to share what, what he has. Most but definitely. I, let me ask you this question. What worries you about our communities and society today? What would you say is the biggest downfall in the communities when it comes to finance? Well, I, I really am glad you asked that. Um, my biggest worry is that we are not prepared for what's coming next. And I don't mean I don't mean the, the pandemic. I don't mean um, the election that's coming in November. I'm talking within the next two to three years, what's coming is going to be astronomically a crash in our system. If we're not ready for it, it's, it's seriously could be as bad as the Great Depression in 1929. And wow. that, that truly is what worries me, is that we are not financially educated enough to understand that if we are, and I use this word strongly, slaves to the lender, and that is in the Bible, slave to the yeah, lender. That's the word. Um, mm-hmm. Most definitely. So if, if we don't understand that we're slave to the lender, the lender at any time can call his debt. Wow. Amen. And it, if the world crashes, if the market crashes, the lenders will call for those debts. And whatever you do have in, in value, they will take in turn for your debt. And that, that, in my opinion, seriously is could be coming in the next two years. 
Can I give it that short of a time frame? Wow. Wow. That's and uh, I really I really hope that that sticks with a lot of people who's listening to today that uh, maybe this right now, this moment today, is going to be the day that I've had enough of borrowing money or being in debt and, and having to sleep a sleepless night and worrying about tomorrow. Mm. But, you know, you know, I'm trying to stand in the position of the family uh, with some of this, brother. But, man, what do you say to a guy like me that, you know, I hadn't been to college for finance. I, you know, my parents were paycheck to paycheck people. And that's all I've seen my entire life. What? How can I learn to better understand my financial health and what to do and what I need to do if I'm not healthy to make it healthy? Yes, sir. No, you're you're 100% right. I didn't go to college either. Um, like I said, I grew up dirt poor. And I do think that that more communication about this subject, we we will joke about anything other than money. Money and our and our direct family, you don't joke about those things. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about them either. We don't we don't pray on good conversation. We would rather find out who who new songs out there about Cardi B or or whoever else. We would mm-hmm. rather watch a video on something that is a waste of your time than to learn about something that's going to help your future. Amen. And and I do think that that's where we. We need to get started. You can educate yourself. We have things in our pockets or in our hands right now that are going to that can educate you. A cell phone is the most powerful equipment the world has, and we waste right. it on TikTok and all these other apps that are no good for us. Amen. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess realistically, I, I would like to just say that the first thing, the first major thing about this, is it's, it's not a demographic thing. It's not an education thing. You have the power. If you if you have the knowledge of how to operate a, a cell phone or a laptop or tablet, you have the knowledge to educate yourself about money. Amen. Amen. But, but you know, you know, um, Brother Nathan, um, let me put this to you here, too. Man, look, I, I work at a job, you know, things are tight, and by the time I get my paycheck at the end of the week, and after I pay all the bills and I buy a few groceries and I buy gas, me and the wife don't even go out anymore, how can I save anything? How can I put anything away for my financial health? Okay. So the government, when do they take their money? They take it first. They take their money the very first thing. You don't even see the government take their money, and they've already taken it. So the thing you have to do is understand that you work for that money. That money is yours. Right. So with every check that you get, before you pay any other bill, 10% of whatever you earn is yours to keep. And that comes from that book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Mm. You have mm-hmm. to say and I don't mean I don't mean just save a little bit. You actually have to take it out and put it in an envelope or put it in a safe place where you're not going to touch it. This mm. money is for you to keep, not ever spend for you to keep. So mm. after after you've started doing your your ten percent to yourself, 
pay your bills. I'm not telling you to neglect the bill because it's going to come. You're going to find yeah. out when you don't have any more money to spend, you don't spend it. Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. second thing is people are overspending every day, every day. They buy, they buy stuff that they, they don't even need. They buy it because they just want it or they think that somebody else is going to want it. Right. 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 So, you know, you, you brought up a good topic there. And, and you know, I just wanted to kind of put present this to you. You said we spend frivolously on things that we don't don't need. Now, from a saving standpoint, a scriptural standpoint, um, what's the best way to start to understand I have to start spending better? I have to watch my money better. Because it seems like there's a hole in the wall, and as much as I try to, you know, pile it up, it just keeps just pouring out. Um, how do I address that, uh, Brother Nathan? Yes, sir. The very first thing you have to do on that is uh, you have to budget. You have to tell your money where it's going instead of wondering where it went. Wow, that's good. I like that. Yes. Yeah, you, if you wonder where your money went, you're already behind the power curve on that one. Um, wow. So you sit down. If you get paid weekly, sit down on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning right after church. Perfect time to do it. Um, sit down. And find out where all your money needs to go, not wondering where it's going to go, but tell it where to go for the next week. And mm-hmm. if you budget out every single dollar all the way out through to the next week, you'll see, hey, I, I really don't need to put that money to Walmart or to Dairy Queen or to McDonald's to throw out a couple of names. People fruitlessly waste money. Right. Did, did you know, Don, if, if you went to McDonald's, on an average of, let's say, four days a week. The average meal is about $7.81. That's an average. That's true. And and if you went to there for four days a week, that's $31.24. If you times that times 52, that's a $1,600 bill that you're talking about. Just at McDonald's. Just, Just for McDonald's, just for four days a week. Wow. And wow. some people are saying, I'm not going to give that up. I'm I'm not going to give up going and and enjoying a little bit of treat that I get once in a while. Okay, well, don't do that. Find another way to do it. Find find something else that you can spare money on. You don't Mm -hmm. need everything that you're blowing money on, I promise you. Mm. There's a a really rich guy named Warren Buffett who says that that's a bad idea. He says that you just need to go out and work harder. Work harder to make more money. So would you rather work harder because you're already working hard? I guarantee you most of your listeners work hard for their money. Amen. Would you rather would you rather give up one little small thing or work harder on another eight hour job and make more money? Hmm. Yeah. So mm. I think the easiest way would be just to start saving. Right, Tell your right. money where to go, find where you can save a dollar here and a dollar there. It all adds up, I promise you. And so that starts the plan. The very first step of, of Dave Ramsey's plan is to save $1,000, $1,000 in an envelope. Mm-hmm. This $1,000 is called emergency money. Mm-hmm. You put it in there for your emergencies. That's if your car breaks down, if you blow a tire, if something happens, a, a, a kid gets a broke arm, you have to take it to the hospital. That's what that money's for. 
that money's not for Friday night and you had an emergency, somebody come over to the house and now you order pizza. That's not an emergency. Amen. Amen. Yes. So to save up $1,000 is the very first thing. Once you have that $1,000, however you save that $1,000, the money that you put towards that $1,000, that's what you start putting towards the very first bill. You align all your bills up. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, you know, you know, um, Brother Nathan, you know, I, I, uh, like I said, I'm standing in the, in the position of the listeners today. I've tried to save in the past, but it's just really hard for me. You know, I mean, I heard what you said today about 10%, but you know what? I really only got about 3% left at the end of the week. How can I use that or can I generate to move up to saving 10% a week? Okay. So if you, if you save, if you have right now 3% to save, that's awesome. If that's all you can do, that's all you can do. You can't get blood from a turnip. Amen. But what you, but what you can do is budget. Like I, like I was saying. So if you budget everything out, you make sure that, that all your bills are paid, but you've paid yourself. You have to pay yourself first. I'm telling you, once you, it might hurt the first three weeks, the first four weeks, maybe even the first five weeks. But after you get in the routine of paying yourself, you won't miss that money, I promise you. Let's say you make $200 a week. And that is average for a lot of people, $200 a week. I know some people are like, come on now. But seriously, that's average for a lot of people in America. Right, right. If, if you make $200 a week, and you save 10% of that, it's only $20. You blow $20. Yeah. You blow $20 on Friday night. Going to the Pizza Hut or going to, to Popeye's or wherever else you want to go, you blow $20, I promise you. In a week, you blow $20 somewhere. Amen. And, and once you find that $20 that you can save, let's say you make 300 a week, $30, $400 a week, $40. That's not that hard, realistically. And when you start thinking about it, yeah, I, I can think right now where I could still save money today if I needed to. Amen. Brother Dean, if something came up today and they said, I need you to pay $40 for, for a valve stem on your car, on your wheel. Somebody came by and was a, was a jerk, and they cut your valve stem on your tire. Uh-huh. Could, you, could you find a way to make that $40? Wow. Could, could you do it? Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have yeah, to exactly. That's going. the problem. You would you would have to, so yes, you could do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's forcing you to save, so that's why people make excuses. Mm. That's the big thing. Nobody says, hey, well, you have to save or or the world's going to turn on you. So you don't save. People find excuses not to save rather than to save. If you had to find $40, you could find $40. Amen. That's true. Yes, sir. That is true. Wow. Wow. So The Richest Man in Babylon, this is the book that you read that kind of shed some light to the whole financial thing. And uh, it really takes on looking at it from a, a, a scriptural standpoint and what debt is to us as believers. Correct? Am I correct in saying that? 
Yeah, the, yes, you are definitely correct in saying that. That's for sure. Because I know you mentioned that, you know, and I do believe it's in Proverbs. Uh, I'll tell you what, let me, let, me, let me turn there. I think it's Proverbs, uh, was it 28? Or, yeah, 28, uh, verse 19 and 20. Yeah, Proverbs. I want to read that, family. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James because I think this will help set the tone from where we're going, um, you know, because we, we're not, you know, and that's the thing that, that Brother Nathan had, um, we had talked about during that that uh, meeting that we had. You know, there's nothing wrong with thinking financially. Just because you're a believer don't mean you have to live as a pauper. You know, because the thing that we have um, messed up is the scripture that says, for the love of money is the root of evil. See, we don't make money our God. We just use money as a resource. And the things that we acquire from the Lord are our resources, and we are to use them wisely. The same way with um, everything else that we've acquired, you know, our cars, our homes, you know, think about if you mistreat your home, where you're going to be at. Think about if you mistreat your car. You know, you don't take care of it. You don't check the 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 the, the oil and and different things over a period of time. Eventually, that car is going to stall and it's going to quit. And you know what? What Brother Nathan showed me is the same aspect when we come to our financial situation. We constantly got to really check up and make sure. The health of our financial situation is good. But I'm going to read, um, it's in the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, and I'm starting at uh, verse 19, and I'm going to read 20 out of the New King James. It says, he who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to the rich will not go unpunished. Wow. That's a fact. Amen. Amen. That's strong. That's real strong. You know, that's real strong. And, you know, it's so much out there, brother, that we can glean on what we're saying here today, what you're putting down here today, because I think, you know, that's one area, like I said in the in the beginning of the broadcast, that, you know, we don't hear those sermons on, on, on uh, you know, financial health. And that's what we're talking about. We, we will hear sermons on tithing. They will say, okay, you know, make sure you give your 10% and, and uh, you know, you, 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 when they pass the plate. And I know Pastor Chris, and I, I'm, I'm sure as you get to know him, uh, he has a big, he's a big proponent of this um, so my question is, what about tithing? How do, how do we approach tithing if we're on a budget and we're trying to make it to this plan that, you, that you're that you going to set out in front of us? How do we get there when we have tithing involved? That That is an awesome question. I'm glad you asked that. So for me personally, I believe strongly that because it is in the Bible, it is factual that you should do it. A lot of people have issues with if their life and their lifestyle can't afford tithing, eh, we'll just put in what we can. We'll put in that $5 instead of a $20 bill. And if that's the way you believe, that's between you and God. For me and mine, we believe that you will tithe. And here's what I say about tithing for that. The original scripture of the Bible 
never talked about money being tithing. It talks mm-hmm. about 10% of your work or your crop. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let's continue that lifestyle. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, I need your money of 10%. I believe mm-hmm. in giving 10% because that's how the church continues to grow and be able to nurture us as it's cheap. So if you can't afford 10% for the church, you can always afford 10% of your time for the church. Come on. Come you on. can afford 10% of your skill to the church. I guarantee you there's a lot of churches out there who need some new roots. Or there's a church out there that needs the carpets cleaned. Or there's a church out there who needs pine oil put on the on the pews. There's mm-hmm. plenty of ways you can pay back the church of 10%. Mm-mm. Yes, sir. I, I, I can just see Pastor Chris over there behind the mic jumping up and down going, yes. Yes, because that that's what, you know, he's a big proponent of, you know, the the way that is being preached today, you know, and I have to be honest with you, Brother Nathan, that they almost try to, they, 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 they act, you know, a lot of them, not saying all, don't get me wrong, but it's almost like they hold you hostage. They almost like they strong arm you in about tithing, and you're right. You know, there's other ways, you know, because the Lord had challenged me years ago and I taught it because, you know, when you give your time, you know, that's precious. If I lose $10, you know, guess what? I can make $10 up next week. But yes, if sir. I give 10 minutes, I'll never get that 10 minutes back. That I'll never give that 10 minutes back in this lifetime. So you, you hit on something that, you know, and don't worry about it because, you know, we are one of the most controversial off the meat rat Christian radio shows in the planet so we don't mind controversy and and uh you know um we we welcome it because we we stay in hot water we stay in trouble here <laughs> TPV ministry so but yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and and I'm glad you covered that because I think a lot of people Honestly, uh, Brother Nathan, they they really get to the point where their faith is challenged if they can't get 10%. But what we're saying, though, what he's saying is, and and, and I want to touch on this because this is what you told me that that really struck me is start this plan and you'll be able to give that 10%. That 10% won't mean you'll be able to give 20%. You That's right. Get thirty percent. It's not saying don't never pull that 20, that ten percent out, but if you're struggling to pay that ten percent out of duty and not out of a cheerful heart, then you're not giving anyway. It's not being honored anyway. God wants us to be a cheerful giver, but you know, and I'm understanding as I talked to Brother Nathan on this is that God is saying, look. Let me show you how to be a good steward, and let's build this thing up because you may not only be a blessing to the church, you may be a blessing to my whole body once you get this thing right. Because, you know, people, there are there are people in your communities that, that you know, we can't help. Brother Nathan, honestly, you know, like the, the lady single mom next door that's struggling, you know, not only to keep the lights on, gas in her car, but feed her kids. You know, that we can be a blessing and go buy some groceries, you know, $100 worth of groceries and give to her, something like that. You know, so that's where I know this what, what, what really ministered to me when you when you talked about this because, you know, it's about 
that 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 we give bountifully and we receive bountifully. But we got to get to that place. And I think that what you're telling me is what you really slapped me in the face was, Don, you're not in that place. You're not ready. You're not doing what you need to do. So, um, but so this is a, a, a very good topic, family, and I hope you're listening. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to continue on, let some of this soak in. We have Brother Nathan Holcomb on the line teaching us and sharing with us about finances and the financial health of your life and from a biblical standpoint that are you financially healthy? So don't go nowhere. Stay right there. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Maybe you're not like me, maybe we don't agree, maybe that doesn't mean we gotta be enemies, maybe we just get brave, take a big leap of faith, call a truth so me and you can find a better way. Let's take some time, open our eyes, look and listen.
one deserving And yet we worship, giving all the praise Just humble servants, through sweat and tears So no more fears, singing the glory of the gospel out to every air You cover me with grace, and a love so unconditional It's got me on my face every day, God Goes the praise of the saints Goes my praise every day, yeah Even if the drums stop beating, my soul will keep on But truth is, I'll never be perfect But Christ took the burden Me, I give my all Despite my downfalls Where many see me fail Only you see me prevail The bigger depression hits The louder my praise get The bigger depression hits The louder my praise get Come on Even if the drums stop Voice Radio Network. You're, you're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on, on Amen. Amen. Well, welcome back, family. This is Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer. Pastor Gene Homer is not with us today, but we have a treat. For you, we have a special guest on today here at Brother Don Presents, and it's my brother Nathan Holcomb. And what he's 
really teaching us about and discussing here is the importance of not shying away from financial help, the importance that we need to have ourselves set in case of, uh, you know, an emergency in, in financial situations and just not really being a slave to the lender. But, um, Brother Nathan, I, I'm, I'm, I was just really sitting here contemplating a lot. I mean, you gave us a lot of good stuff, um, you know, and, and I'm one of the people that live paycheck to paycheck. You know, I, I don't know if I'm a, a majority or minority, but that's, that's all I've ever done. That's all I know. Um, let me ask you this question here, and, and, and I want to I go back to this book, uh uh, that you're talking about, I don't know, uh, and Dave Ramsey. What was the greatest lesson that you learned in all of this material that you were reading, from the richest man in Babylon to the Dave Ramsey material? What was the greatest, the greatest lesson that you learned? The uh, the greatest lesson I learned really was that that everything that I work for, ten percent of that is mine. And that helps me understand that of everything that I have to give out. And everybody says, well, well, if I worked for it, all of it's mine. But it's mm-hmm. really not. And we all know that. You pay taxes on it before you even get it. So the 10% that you save doesn't go to, to Nike. It doesn't go to AT&T or whoever your cell phone provider is. If you think that everything that you're that you brought into your house is yours, you're being foolish by saying that, that that's yours when realistically you pay it out. Mm-hmm. I would I would be willing to bet that most people can't tell me the CEO of Walmart right now without looking it up or the CEO of, of Amazon right now without looking it up. Mm-hmm. You're giving them. that's Your paycheck is going to those people. Right. And and if you keep 10% of your your earnings – to later in future, after you get out of debt, to invest into your future, into your future and your children's future, the whole world will change the views in your eyes. Everything will will change. I promise you. Mm. Amen. And I know that the um, that one book, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, had a, a big impact on you. What was that? What was the biggest thing that you could take away from that book? Most definitely, that uh, that the way to save and the way to earn is is different for every person. The way that you save is not going to be the same way that I do. Your 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 thoughts on what's important to you are not the same as importance to me. And the way that we go about that is just to make sure that everything that you're doing is going to fit for your situation. Not everybody has a shoe hold on on what life is about. Amen. Amen. Yes. Um, let me ask you another question. You have the richest man in Babylon, but you know I often said that uh, I often said this that you know everything that we have really doesn't belong to us is God, and we have to keep Him as our source, and everything else is just a Resource, and we got to understand how to manage our resources. Right. Um, just touch on that a little bit. So, 
you are a steward, and and your time and your and your wealth, everything belongs to God. He gave us the talent to go out and make that money. So therefore, his the money that you earned is his. It you are a steward of it. You make sure that it is doing good deeds in everything that you do. Back in the biblical days, back in Babylon, you traded with your goods of whatever you were. You were a carpet maker, you would trade your carpet. If you were a camel herder, you traded camels. All of that all of that made sense then, and it can still make sense now if you just put it to the same perspective. You are a steward of whatever trade you have, and whatever wow. trade you have is a good. And whatever good you have, you can do good with. Right, right, right. Amen. Amen. And, and you know that that that's so, man. That's so awesome. Um, you know, these are things, fundamental things that we forget because I think we've been programmed and indoctrinated that you know, like you say, we see all of these people that have wealth and we want to emulate them, and we're broke. Right, and, and so we we try hard to get to where they're, and we can't because we don't have the resources to do it. You know, well, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll tell you that that it's the honest fact. Rich people live like they're broke, and broke people live like they want to be rich. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's a great point. That's a great point, you know, because like you had mentioned, I remember seeing a documentary on uh, Warren Buffett. He still drives a 1980s, 90s model Cadillac, you know. That's he, right. just, he doesn't feel the need, and I often heard Sam Walton uh, was still driving the original truck he bought back in the 50s or 60s that, that he, you know, he, he didn't see the need as long as it worked. But do you think that for – those that are trying to come up or those that, that don't have that money that live week to week, paycheck to paycheck, how do we how do you get reprogrammed to understand that you don't need this? You don't need what the commercial says, you don't need all of these things that you know is being bombarded. How do you reprogram that, uh, Nathan? You know, really I think uh I think the biggest thing is self wealth and self respect. Is, is all with each person. Again, I can't tell you what you need in your life. I, I can't do that. Only you mm-hmm. can. And yeah. only you have to realize when you've hit bottom. Um, mm-hmm. I told you about a, a friend of mine um, who I've helped out in the recent past. Sure. And, uh, and I told you that, that her I've had it day, and that's what I like to call them. I've had it. I've had it with this life, lifestyle that I'm living. I've had it with being broke. Her I had it day. Which we, she went to the bank to withdraw $20 from her checking account to buy the kids dinner that night, and she couldn't do it. Wow. So wow. you you in your life have to find where your I've had it moment is. Hopefully today is it. I really do hope that this program is it. Right. If right. you've had it, if you're, if you're tired of being beat down every day, if you're tired of of living paycheck to paycheck, today can change. I promise today can change. Tomorrow is your very first future day. It's not yeah. here yet. This not it's not promised to us. Tomorrow night, tonight is not promised to us. That's true. We might not see the sunset. If you do, plan for tomorrow. Because you can't mm-hmm. just live for today. 
today is going to go away, and tomorrow is going to come for somebody in your life. So why would you not have a plan for that? Amen. That's good. That's good. All right, Brother Nathan, you got me sold. I've heard everything that you had to say. The Lord, the Holy Spirit is really tugging on my heart. I haven't been a good steward of my financial health. I haven't been a good steward of the resources that he's given me. I'm at the mercy of my debt right now. What do I do at this point? How do I get out of here? How does the plan that you're talking about right now work for me, Donald? All right, great. So the very first thing you have to do is you have to get a budget. You have to find out where all your money's going. That's for sure. Find out where your money's going. Sit down today. Make a plan, a roadmap. You wouldn't get on the road to travel to, uh, let's say, uh, North Dakota. If you've never been to North Dakota, you wouldn't just get on the road and start going north. Right, you have right. to have a plan of how to get there. So right. to get out of debt, you have to have a plan of where your money's going and how you can save that money, like we had mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Right, right. So get a budget. Find out where all your money's going. Mm-hmm. You can take your bank statements, your credit card statements, any any type of bill that's going out, it's regularly going out. So you kind of know what that's going to be. Write it okay. all down. Find out where your money's going and then be able to tell it where to go next week. Amen. Yes, sir. So I direct my money is what you're saying. A hundred percent. If you don't, you're going to be wondering where it went instead of telling it where to go. Wow. Hopefully wow. – Hopefully, hopefully you don't let your kids, which I know you don't. I'm, I'm saying this for everybody. Hopefully you don't let your kids just get up in the morning and do whatever they want to every day. You got to have a plan for them. You get up, you brush your teeth, you make your bed, you do the rest of everything else. Right. right. So, okay. wow. so you, have to, you have to definitely tell your money where to go. So now I got my plan. I got my $1,000. What's next? All right, so you have your $1,000. The next thing is is you're going to make sure that you don't have any more debt going out as far as credit cards. You're going to take every credit card you have and cut it up. Every credit card, every uh, every loan that you have, make sure that you don't borrow any more money. Mm. Amen. And, and so, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I'm sorry. So I was going to say, you you want to make sure that from now on you have no more debt to to be lending from. You want to make sure that you're paying it all off, and that one day, hopefully, real soon, um, when you have all that debt paid off, you can start saving that money that you're paying to Mastercard and American Express. Hmm. Amen. Amen. And you know, family, um, I had talked to, um, you know, I told you I talked to Brother Nathan uh, some time ago. And really, I, we, we kind of overlook it. And, and I'm just telling you from the standpoint of the way we read the word a lot, um, we, we overlook things. And if you go back in the book of Proverbs, there is so many instructions about being financially wise that it's almost scary that we overlook it because you know I'm in, I'm in Proverbs 13 and 18 
And it says, poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction, but he who regards and rebuke will be honored. That's you know, and, and, that's, and that's that's really something that, you know, we don't look at in terms of, you know, we always want to pull out, and, you know, and I'm not picking family, but, you know, I got to tell you the truth. We always want to put out these scriptures and how God is going to bless them and where the abundance is going to come from. But here in Proverbs, he's telling you, look, just do this and you'll be blessed. Just take care of what you have right now and you're going to be blessed. Because, you know, and and I have to tell you, Brother Nathan, sometimes I find myself praying for more and I wasn't doing anything with what I had. That's fact. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And, and, and that was that was uh, that was the the thing that was killing me was you know I'm sitting here where I could be generating that energy and time and and things that were really um, you know in other areas in my life but I'm sitting here praying for more money when I wasn't taking care of what I had already. Wow. So this yes. is this is uh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. So okay. We, we, we're at this crossroads, family. Um, we're at this crossroads, and Brother Nathan has come up with some good stuff. So the plan is, run down through the plan again, that you would tell people to, this is what you need to do from start to finish. To okay. Get out all, of this situation. all the way through it? Yes, sir. Okay. So so step one is to, to save $1,000. Get $1,000 for an emergency fund to list all your debts, as in credit cards, loans, student loans, anything else, that are not regularly occurring debts. I'm talking all your major debts. You list those in order from smallest to largest. So if you have five credit cards, pick the one that's the lowest um, in, in what you owe on it, and the largest one will be the last. Once you do that, you pay off as much as you can on the very smallest one, leaving the rest of them with a basic balance. Once you finish paying the first one off, you move to the second one. Take the money you paid from the first one and move it to the second one. Now you're paying extra on the second one. You'll pay it off quicker. Once you're done with the second one, you move on to the third one. You take the first and the second card and you put it onto the third card. Again, you're not putting anything extra for debt on these cards. You're simply paying them off. You never want to, again, borrow money. So once you, pay, you, once you pay the first and the second one off, now you're working on the third one, you should be at the minimum balance plus the first two minimum balances. Then you move on down to the fourth one, and you move on down to the fifth one. Amen. So just like that, huh? That's that's the easiest form to to make sure that you can uh, to make sure that you can get out of debt. Amen. So what do you what do you say to the family out here, the radio family? Um, you know, because and, and I'm just being honest, because you know that's me. Because a lot of us have microwave mentality, you know, and we want this done in the next three and a half weeks. What do you say to those people that, that are thinking that way? You didn't get into debt in three and a half weeks. You're not going to get out of debt in three and a half weeks. Amen. But, 
but I can promise you that you will get out of debt faster than you got into debt if you follow this plan. I promise you that if you compound interest, everything that you have going out right now, you can compound it and make it grow for you 10 times faster if you had no debt at all. Right, right. So so that means, let's say the average person has about $10,000 in debt right now. $10,000 to some people is a lot of money. 10000 for others is not really that much at all. Right. So if you have $10,000 in debt, that means that you're paying out, on average, $180 every month just in interest. $180 every month times 12, you're talking well over $2,000. Wow. So imagine what you could do if you made $2,000 every year on top of your $10,000 that you're already paying out. If you put that into an investment, now you actually are making a lot of money and a lot of money quick. Everybody says it takes money to make money, but it really, that kind of is a true statement. You have to have a large amount of money in savings to make any substantial amount of interest. Mm -hmm. But you have to start somewhere. Everybody didn't get up one morning and say, you know what, I'm going to start walking at the age of six. You had to crawl first. Right, right, right. Amen. Amen. And and I know that, family, this is just one component. Um, Brother Nathan has a whole ministry. He has a, uh, he, he's a, actually a, a financial coach, and um, we're going to get some of the information uh, from him, you know, before we get out of here that, you know, if you have questions, if you have things, concerns, or, or you know, testimonies or anything of that nature, uh, you know, feel free to contact him, you know, and, and I hope that he's a regular out here that, you know, because that's what we need, family, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Word is great. The Word is great, and I love ministering the Word, and I love to see people grow uh, in their faith. But, you know, there's some practical things that we need, too, you know, like finances. There's some things that we need to make sure that we're, you know, got taken care of the right way. You know, we're not talking about no schemes or no get-rich-quick program or name-it-and-claim-it philosophy, doctrine, or anything like that. We're just talking about good stewardship. And, you know, that is our responsibility at the end of the day, to be good stewards of what has been given to us. You know, and, and and I think this goes a long way into developing us to be the good stewards, you know, because a lot of times uh, we suffer unnecessarily from poor stewardship. I know I have in the past. I know yeah, I, I have also. Time. You know, especially you made, you made a good point. Um, you know, poor stewardship caused me to pay out a lot more money, um, you know, than I, what I should have you know, in terms of obtaining things and, and you know, especially when it came to borrow money. And it got to the point where I was borrowing money to pay off debt. And I yeah. know that's just like a cardinal financial uh, sin there is to borrow money to pay another debt off, go into yeah. debt for another debt. But, you know, we see it day in and day out. We see it day in and day out. And, you know, they some people even make it sound glamorous. They they make it sound glamorous, brother Nathan. You know, hey, you can go ahead and refinance this house, although it's paid for, and 
you can do this and, and you know, and get into more debt, you know. Well, so, the, the devil made the uh, made the apple tree look good, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. It yeah. was a dangling out there in front of him, and, and that that's what it. Uh, uh, that's what God said got us in trouble. So, okay, now we have the plan. Now you explain this, and 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 let me tell you, family, this is all scriptural based. We're not we're not bringing anything, um, no new age stuff here at you. This is all Old Testament. Um, scriptural-based stuff that he's talking about. I've got the plan. I'm working the plan. I'm telling my money where to go instead of my money telling me where it's going to go. What do I do next from that okay. point? Yes, sir. Once once you have uh once you have all your bills paid off, all your all your debt, all your debted paid off. Once you have all that done, now is the fun part. You actually get to start saving that money. You start getting to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You, once you save that money, there's many different areas, and this is where when we started this program, I told you I can't tell you where to put your money. I can tell you where I put my money, but I can't tell you where to put your money. But right. put your money into something that is going to make money for you. Mm. Just as the credit cards had you paying extra money, you want now somebody to pay you the extra money. Right, right. So, so there's plenty of money markets. There's uh, IRAs. There's different financial advisors to be able to actually help you tell you where your money goes. Wow. Wow. Yes, wow. Amen. So, so – Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no worries. So, so after you've already started building wealth, now you can start giving to other people like you would have liked for somebody to have helped you out. It's always a blessing whenever you have money and you're able to, like you said earlier, find that woman or, or young man in church who really is struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can go up and say, hey, look, I got your groceries this month. Or, mm. hey, look, I've got your power bill this month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome, awesome stuff, awesome stuff. You know, I, I'm just really excited that you came on today, um, you know, because this is one area that people really don't want to address. And, and I think, and I'm going to put this out there because I'm saying it from a perspective of where I was, a lot of people are ashamed about where they're at financially, Brother uh, Nathan. And, and I yes. think that... That how do we overcome that obstacle? You know, you don't have to be ashamed. It's time to do something. And I think that we've developed that look the other way because it's too bad to face type of mentality. So how, how would you tell the people, let's go get started. Don't be ashamed. Let's do it right now. What would well, you to encourage them? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that there is no shame in where you're at today. It's the mistakes that you decide to stay there is what's going to make the the worst part. If right. you're in the ditch already, all you have to do is get out. Mm. If you're if you're deep in a hole, stop digging. You know mm. you you can't dig yourself out of a hole. I know that's the cliche saying, but you can't dig yourself out of a hole. You can dig steps to get you out of the hole, which is what I just gave you seven different steps to get out. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with where your life is today. 
everything that you've done in your life has led you to right here this moment. Yes, sir. Wow. Amen. Amen. Well, Brother Nathan, we are, I'm going to bring, uh, I think Pastor Chris is out there. I'm going to bring him on. He usually gives our plugs. Um, but before we get we, we end this today, we get off, I do want to um, share any information that the family can, um, I don't know if you got played. I know we had talked about it once before about contacting you, and, and I know this is something that you're aspiring to do is to be a financial counselor, financial coach. Um, so, you know, I'd love to get that information out to, to be able for you to get your ministry started and going, that you can really be a blessing to the, to the people. So, but if you're out there, Pastor Chris, before I let, uh, Brother Nathan give his plugs out here, uh, did you want to plug the ministry show? Well, Brother Don, not really. Uh, I could just, I just want to uh, just let the family know that TPV Radio is twenty four seven, pushing the app. Uh, go to the, the Facebook page, like the page at facebook dot com uh, forward uh, at TPV Radio. Just like the page, follow us there. We have all of our announcements there. Also, you can download Live 365. It's absolutely free. So all you have to do is download the app on on your Apple or Android devices. You'll see this promotional come up, which will say subscriptions. You hit the X button so you can bypass that. I know this is a lot of instructions, but half of you tech-savvy people know what to do when you see it. But for, for the ones that aren't so tech-savvy, you know, hit the X button, you'll bypass the subscription. Once you do that, you type in the ridiculously long name, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, but you will be blessed. We have programming for everybody. It's not just for one certain people. We have programming for everybody, for every generation, from every uh, step of spirituality that you're in, from infant to, to seasoned vet, we got it for you. We got a lot of new programming coming up soon, and I know you heard the promo just a few minutes ago before the second break that TPV Radio, we're going to be going virtual very, very soon. So you'll get to see not only my mug, but you'll get to see Brother Don, you'll get to see uh, 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 Dr. Deanne, you'll get to see uh, Pastor uh, Gene, you'll get to see all of us virtually. So pretty much that's coming very, very soon. We're excited about that. But we also believe in excellence and also with uh, Brother Nathan, thank you so much for coming on because the information you gave was profound. It was scriptural and it was sound and it wasn't that naming and claim it microwave, put it in the oven for two minutes and it comes out, boom, bam, bow, you're financially empowered. No, it's a process. Just like our walk with Christ, it's a process. So if you don't apply the principles, guess what? It's not going to work. Just saying, I didn't come here to preach. So all I'm going to say is this. Uh, just uh, sit back, relax. We got a lot of new people coming on board. Uh, Brother Nathan, uh, we're definitely going to be talking off air very, very soon. And I wanted to give a public shout out to our sister, uh, our sister, um, Sandra Grace Martinez. She is a pastor and and a, a licensed professional counselor. She's been doing Load of Our Nation for the last 
almost three months now, but she's going to mm-hmm. take a bow. Today is her last show. So, family, if you're not doing anything between 7 to 8 o'clock, please give her a call. Give her some encouragement. Tell her you love her. Tell her you were blessed by her programming. Her programming was totally different, but she was able to teach you in a way that was very thought-provoking as well. So give her some love, family. Call it in. 515-605-9873 is the number. Give her a call. This will be our last show. We're going to give her a farewell. Of course, she's going to do her thing. And, of course, hopefully y'all show up and show out. Give her some love. Give her some encouragement because God has opened up doors for her life now, and she has to step down. And we definitely applaud uh, what she has done for the network as well as what she's doing in her personal life. It's time for her to move forward, but she always has a home here at TPV Radio. So I wanted to say that publicly, but of course I'm going to say it again in a, in an hour or two. But anyway, love you. God bless your family, and continue to walk with TPV Radio and walk with us, family. Let's go, brother Don. Back to you. Amen. Amen. You, you know we're going to you know we're going to get in trouble with that tithing offering. Uh, statement we made. So I'm just giving you fair share warning there, Pastor Chris. You know, uh, you know, we talked about tithing other than money. We talked about tithing time and talent. So mm-hmm. so phone calls may start coming, so I want to let you know. <laughs> see, see, brother, see, brother Nate put the icing on the cake. See, I don't, you know, they, you know, the, the church folk, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say that, and I'm going to try to be nice. See, the church folk, they they got a problem when it doesn't come uh, out in a way where it's supposed to be um, textually uh, um, um, laid down or the words aren't articulated the right way. But you have to look at it. Yes, scripture sound. Yes, scripture talks about money. Yes, we have to be good stewards of, of what we have now. We get it. The problem is that they distorted what God said. I don't have a problem right. with what God laid down. If you lay, if you make the principles the way Brother Nathan just explained it, I don't have a problem with that. But don't tell me that I gotta give you my last thousand dollars check, and you say and you're guaranteeing me that God's gonna give me double for my trouble, and then next week I get a cutoff notice, and then I come to you and say, well, Pastor. You told me and prophesied over me in front of all these people that I'm going to get double for my trouble if I sold this seed and God's going to give me a harvest. Well, once you understand the principles of sowing and reaping, it comes at a seasonal time. Just like in the natural, when you're planting seeds, it comes in a seasonal time. So when you plant anything, you cannot expect an instant harvest. Now, if you are able to give a $1,000 seed and you still have a couple of thousand dollars in the bank and you're being a blessing to people with, with what God has given you with these tools that Brother Nathan gave out, I'll be the first one handing out $1,000 bills. No problem. But don't sit Amen. here and tell me that I have to sacrifice my, my rent money, mortgage money, light money, all this stuff that you want me to sacrifice for your church. God will give you the finances to make sure your ministry stands. It's not 
the people's responsibility to pay for it. I'm going to get in trouble with that one too, Brother Nate. We might have to talk off air about that because I got a lot of hate mail <laughs> on that statement. But I truly believe scripturally that God get, when God gives you a true vision, yes, the vision is going to be bigger than you. I get it. But also God's going to make sure you have the resources to maintain it because it's the vision that God called you to do, not the people. Now, if the people want to bless you, that's different. But if you're petitioning the people or try to pimp the people to pay for something that God called you to do, that's wrong. That's not scripture. I'm sorry. I might get the hate mail with that comment, too. But it's all good. We stay in trouble. So I'm used to it. But I know what God says in his word. And if we are good stewards with the little, we could be good stewards with the many. So I'm going to stop preaching. I said I was going to stop before. So let me stop. I'm going to pump my brakes. So Brother Don, Brother Nate, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So he, you, you all right? He, uh, he tore the God tore down the very first temple because they were selling stuff in the temple that wasn't supposed to be sold there to start with. So money is the root of all evil. The love right. of money is the root of all evil. Right. Some people don't love it. Right. Amen. Well, Brother Nate, God bless you, man. I enjoyed this time with uh, with you, and I know the family enjoyed it. Um, good stuff, man. Good stuff. And I know you're just getting, you're, you're just launching this um, in what you're doing. And I don't know if you have all the avenues uh, to, you know, people to contact if they want more information um, or if, you know, they, they have some questions out there that you can address. I certainly will make the Men of Purpose page available for you. Uh, family, if you want to uh, drop a line to Brother Nathan Holcomb, uh, just type in Men of Purpose on Facebook, and we'll get, just, you know, we'll, we'll get you in there and we'll uh, get all the questions to him and answer him. And I know he's going to be a reoccurring figure here because I think that what you're talking about, Brother Nathan, is necessary for the body. And and I think it's a good ministry that you you're launching here to help people become financially sound. You know, we we so we so often worry about where people are in their soul that we forget about the day to day, and finances is the day to day. So I, I'm just excited about that. Or um, um, if there's someone out there, family, if you have more, you can go out to the TPV uh, website and leave a question there. Um, you know, or contact information if you want one of our brother Nathan to get a hold of you or you need some more in-depth uh, advice or planning, uh, he's, that's, he's your man. He's the one that does it. Um, but did you have any other avenues there, brother Nathan, that you'd like to shout out before we get out? Yes, sir. I'll, I'll give out my personal cell phone. That's fine um, I, because I really don't have any other way other than email, and I can give that out also. Uh, but I don't check that as often. Um, you're correct. I am just starting out uh, financial coaching. It's something that, like me and you have talked in, in the past couple of months, that I do feel is a calling for me, uh, for me to help other people out. Amen. Um, but, but my cell phone number is going to be area code 228-623-4975. And uh, my email address is going to be Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, dot holcomb h-o-l-c-o-m-b 
MB at hotmail.com. Amen. You got that, family. Nathan.hokum at hotmail.com. Yes, give him a get up with this guy. I mean, he's just a great guy. Other than you know, just just talking to, he's a great guy. You know, he he had taken time out, and and you know the thing, family, that I want to tell you, this guy is his heart is genuine. You know, his heart is very genuine. He's not he's not one of these pyramid type, you know, scheme I got you type of guys. He's a genuine guy. You know, I've I've grown to know him and love him over these last couple of years by working together, and you know, he's he's sat down with me and shared some things. So, great guy, great guy. Well, well I appreciate you. Amen. Well, family, this man, we enjoyed it. We know that this whole pandemic thing uh, has gotten everybody in up in arms. But tune in, keep tuning in to Brother Don Presents. We're going to talk about restoring the hope that you should have in this time, and don't let the enemy attack your faith. So, did you have anything else you would like to add, Brother Nathan, before we get out of here? Um, no, sir. I think we're pretty good. And uh, most definitely I will be back on anytime y'all have me. Um, I really do enjoy talking about it. And if there's anything else that I can help talk, um, about with, within financial realm, uh, just let me know and, and I'll surely get on that topic and, and, uh, get some, some more education for myself before I come on. But, uh, yeah, any, anytime you want me back on, just let me know. Amen. Amen. Before we go, the Holy Spirit just put this in my, my heart because I know that you said this, and I actually, and I know it's kind of late and I'm trying not to run over, but I actually heard this uh, the other day about guys and military personnel having to apply for food stamps because their payment and their bills were, 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 weren't, um, you know, they weren't able to, to do it. So are you available to those in the military as well, Brother Nathan? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, like I said, I I served 21 years in the Navy, and hopefully your military friends don't uh, hold that against me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those jokes for the military. But um, yeah, most definitely, I'm I'm available for anyone. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't uh, I don't look to uh, to make an actual living off of what I'm doing. I uh, I want to help people understand and uh, maybe get a little financial education and a better stance in life uh, because I really am. I'm worried about our, our society in this day and age and most definitely in our community. Um, so I definitely, I'm willing to help anybody who needs it. Amen. Amen. Well, family, as always, we love you. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you for your support and we just pray that, you were blessed today, that you received something that you needed from the Lord this day, and that you will continue to look to the hills from which your help comes. And tune in and hear Brother Don with Pastor Gene each and every week at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, because we're always going to bring a word from the Lord here at TPV Radio, just it's an awesome, awesome ministry, and I thank God for each and every one of you. So we've about exhausted our time for this week, and, you know, I just want to constantly say how much we love you and we appreciate you, and we will see you soon. May God keep you and hold you till we get here again. We love you. God bless you.
Central Texas. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.